A film like Irishman, you know, we have how many actors, Jeremy? Like 130? I want to say it ended up being like 140, 150. 140 or 150 speaking parts. And then, you know, we have our whatever, seven, 8,000 background. And remember, this is period, you know, big budget period filmmaking. It's advanced filmmaking. Hey everyone, welcome to Call Sheet, a podcast about film production and the boots on the ground work of below the line crew. If you work in physical production in any department, this show's for you. Thanks so much for joining us. Welcome back and thanks for listening to Call Sheet. Once again, we're your hosts, Bryce Sirier and Kiku Terasaki. Hey there, Kiku. Hey, Bryce. So we're back today for part two of our interview with assistant directors David Webb and Jeremy Marks. Last time we talked all about the working relationship between the first and second AD. Today on the show, we're diving into some bonus content from our conversation about casting and blocking background, particularly the impact that that process has on the authenticity and realism of the films they help bring to life. They also touch on the importance of experts and technical advisors on set to ensure accuracy in certain actions or representations on camera all part of creating that rich, believable world that immerses audiences in these films. David and Jeremy shared some great wisdom and insight with us, including stories from their work on Vinyl, The Irishman, Joker, and Bridge of Spies. We really appreciate you tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this episode. You know, it's super complicated being a second ID. It's like, he's got to like prep, prep, you know, keep that whole thing organized and all the communication, scouting and talking to director and DP or whatever and he's got to deal with all the departments do all the casting like it's so much you know so if you look at like Irishman and you go like holy shit look at those people you know that's some of the I think the best background casting and you know bit part casting in recent memory and that's Jeremy and Sable you know that's I'm just looking at the pictures and looking at the people and going wow where did you find these people they're actually finding the people. So, you know, just to make that clear, there's a really a, a huge artistic side that, that contributes greatly to the movie. Let me ask Jeremy then, uh, you're working with a extras casting company to find these people? In terms of the extras, before I'm even really on the project, there's been conversations um, between the first and, and extras casting about trying about the look of the film and with costumes and hair and makeup and, you know, producers and director, depending on level of involvement. And then it's really, you know, feeding the machine, keeping it moving. Um, you know, we both like to picture pick people. I don't like to be surprised on the on the day when somebody shows up and, you know, the argument, well, I didn't, I didn't actually like, no, that person, you know, doesn't, that's not right. You know, it's not, not a great argument there if uh, I'd much rather have caught it before. Um, and for a big period piece like the Irishman or vinyl or, or you know, we're fitting these people um, weeks in advance to, 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 again, feed this machine. So there's, it really, it's, it's an incredible process to, to witness um, how this works. And in prep, a lot of my, my time is spent you know, keeping that, that ball rolling as we begin to look for people. And then, you know, not to mention there's all these specialty, um, I mean, vinyl, there's a lot of need for, uh, for some specialty background in that, but trying to find all these different types and, uh, and these different looks. And it's funny, there's a, a New York like cottage industry of background artists at this point who I think have just grown this 1950s, 60s haircut and just kind of go from project to project. So it's, 
it's an interesting world there, as well as people who have these cars, these period cars. But that's the thing. So, so what Jeremy does, which is really incredible, though, especially with Marty, where here's the thing: the bottom line is with Marty. So you can have a day which costs whatever it costs. You know, some amazingly like insane amount of money. If we come to set and those the backgrounds say they aren't right somehow. The company goes home. Wow. Yeah, like we've never had that happen, but de definitely that's the, you know, the bottom line of it is that uh, he would not ever shoot anything that didn't smell real. And so Marty, because of his documentary background and his incredible intellectual academic capacity where he's studying and reading, consuming all the time, if it's not real, forget about it and if you don't have like a perfect justification like for who the people are and where they come from and what it is there's no way you just he would just say okay it wouldn't it would just be like you got to try better we'll do it another day and so luckily you know knock on wood that's never happened because a film like Irishman unlike most film, modern films in the past it was like this on stuff like probably uh, you know Lawrence Parade or something but you know we have how many actors Jeremy, like 130? I want to say it ended up being like 140, 150. 140 or 150 speaking parts. And then, you know, we have our whatever, seven, 8,000 backgrounds. So, you know, whatever we'd start with 150 speaking parts, by the time we end, it's like 200. And I, I know we now, we, with Marty, you know, you have your, your actors start at one. And then, you know, and then usually on any normal film, you start your stunt people at, say, 100. And it gives you room. And yeah, with Marty, it's more like 300. Wow. So you guys are in the midst of this process, especially Jeremy involved in the casting of it. What are you looking for? And what are the other people that you're collaborating with looking for to really sell the, the realism of it? Yeah. The, and remember, this is period, you know, big budget period filmmaking. Right. So Super specific. It, it's advanced filmmaking. It's not just getting bodies in the background. Yeah, no one's no one's walking in off the street. So you know, it goes back. You're you're, you know, you're you're working weeks out because of you're fabricating costumes. You're you know, discussing whether hair can grow in the appropriate amount of time. You know, you're going back and needing to find more people. Um, and it, I mean, I should say first off, it's obviously a team effort within our department and working with our second second and you know the PAs and the costumers and whatnot and there's a there's a dialogue there that um, that is constant I mean the thing that I, I found interesting when I when I started working on Marty movies was uh, the historical aspect means that you can really dig into that and in terms of Wolf of Wall Street and and the Irishman you know there's there's books there's everything's very well documented so you know starting there because because like David was saying if it doesn't like the, like the best justification for anything is this is how it here's the photo of what it looked like or like here's a description like this is what we're we're going off of you're amazing at finding these people because you know whoever it is some lawyer in a photograph from some hoffa trial in tennessee and so that's where these guys they do an amazing job i don't know where they find the people 
you know, and to that end, I mean, it's, it's open calls. I mean, it's extras casting working, tons of people working on it. We've been, we've worked with um, Grant Wilfley casting in New York and Sable's been our, our person on the past couple. You know, it's just, it's a ton of people just to start with. And then it's finding the looks, finding the sizes and really making sure that everyone feels good about it. And it is like David's saying, you know, it's that collaborative nature. It's, you know, your costumers are actually there. They're looking at these people when they come in for a fitting. You know, this is something that, that continues. It's, it's, it's in prep. But then when we're shooting, we're constantly honing the machine as well. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I have a very detailed extras breakdown, which details and, and David in his movie magic breakdown has all of this as well. And yeah. Mine is a, let's just say it's not the working document. It's the idea. And then Jeremy turns it into this like insane thing. You know, and then, and then as you feel the show, you know, when you need that, non-scripted actor that that you know you, you do have this upgrade potential or you really need you know someone you need a cop who actually has a cop face and can you arrest someone um it's finding real characters i think who you look at them and you know that they're gonna deliver on screen and they're gonna look great in the costume and they're gonna you know do what they can um and you know i, I really have to say i mean there's such an army behind it um you know it's easy for me to add 10 more protesters outside of the Teamsters office in, in the Irishman, but then it's the finding of these people, fitting them and, you know, all of that. That's, that's kind of, a, it, it's an amazing, it's an amazing whole side of the process. Yeah, it's, it really is. Now there's a whole other aspect too, which Jeremy does, which, so there's a, a thing that, you know, Jeremy's based in New York. And so there's a lot of, you know, big films come through. And so he's on those. And, so the thing with, again, with Marty, and now I guess I'm kind of doing it all the time with whoever I work with, but it's a thing that, you know, they definitely did on Wolf of Wall Street and then we did on vinyl and um, everywhere where it's even a hint that you might need expert advice on set, FBI agent, doctor, whatever it is, Jeremy's got this whole list of people so that we never, we're never in a situation where again, Marty can say, well, how does it really work? You've got to be able to turn to, well, this is Agent Caruso. And, uh, you know, he's with the FBI uh, task force on RICO investigations. And here, he'll, he's going to tell you what it is. And then Agent Caruso is then the, the stamp. But Jeremy has a whole Rolodex of these people. Yeah, technical advisors. You bring something up that I think is really important. He commits to authenticity, Martin Scorsese, and he expects everybody to... Oh, he's amazing, man. He's like, he's the real deal. It was crazy. There was one scene where they go in and kill the guy in the barbershop. And so one of the hitmen, this one guy from Florida, who was a mobster who had been in prison, he had been rico and he was in, had been in prison for 15 years. And so there's another person who's in the scene who's an ex-cop. So I introduced them. You know, when we're setting up or whatever, we're like, oh, yeah, here, so you should meet uh, so-and-so. This is so-and-so, so-and-so. You know, we're just chatting, and, uh, and then they're looking at each other, and I'm like, what? The guy goes, you fucking cocksucker. Do you know who this is? And he goes, this guy, he was the arresting officer that put him in prison for 15 years. They hadn't seen each other since the court. And I'm like, only on a Martin Scorsese picture. This guy was a super famous gangster and this major crimes cop. And he had put him away and they hadn't seen each other in like 20 years. And the guy had been out of prison for five years. And here I am introducing them to each other. And they're looking at me like, are you, are you fucking kidding me, dude? That's like life imitates art. Unbelievable. Insane. 
I'm just like, and then so I'm just like, oh, oh my God, Marty, you're never gonna believe what happened. <laughs> and so he loves it, you know, he's just like, you know, it's important, important to, to be true, I think. That's amazing. I love it. Yeah, and it, it's all people too remember that, you know, that have worked so hard to get to that place. And, and you know, you're talking about committed individuals like Jeremy, and he's got kind of an army. He's like a full New York service industry, especially on State Vinyl when I came in. I hadn't shot in New York in probably yeah. 10 years at that point. Yeah. Right. You got to plug into the local talent. And when you find someone like Jeremy, he's able to bring his team along as well. No, the whole thing. So all the recommendations, all the crew, you know, and then the producers, everybody's leaning on them, not just for AV staff, but for all the people. Totally. I love how we hit on the casting element of the realism. Could you guys speak to the blocking aspect of the realism and how you approach blocking backgrounds so that it's real, that it feels real and not like, oh, this is just a cross, you know? When we block out a scene, so because I'm really into it, I really kind of do like a plan in general of what I want it to feel like. Because, you know, in the case of, I think with Marty, I'm really like thinking with his brain in a way, um, as far as the look of the film goes, he's, you know, you're, he absorbs you into the world view of it. And, and I think Todd was the same way. Um, so I basically do the overview of what, you know, like, yeah, I need this here, this, this has got to be, and then they just go and take it away. They meaning your Our second second. Second seconds, right. And then I might, cause I can't really go out and be talking to somebody you know, away from camera because then the DP doesn't have me. So it's like, you know, so, but basically we're watching the whole thing and then going in in between each one. And okay, so I saw this, you got to change this, do that, you right here, do this. You know, so we're, it's a, like a team effort, but, and, and I would definitely say that I create the plan of it and the feel, but they execute the specifics. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And then it's shifting to what are these people doing? How are they how are they working and how can we make it interesting and make it, you know, blend it some character and some accuracy and, and Jeremy has a great eye at that point as well because he um, you know, he'll be looking and saying, you know, you got to and so he I always see him over talking to Ryan or Trevor and they're basically just fixing things that I haven't no I haven't even noticed or you know and then the next take I'll be like oh wow that's cool and you see Jeremy quietly slipping away I do it's it's nice to you know it's nice to have a fresh set of eyes I think I mean yeah it's the details it's it's I always find like my big thing about background is like they have to have purpose so that they don't just look like zombies walking around and you know finding the time to connect with them and make sure that they understand what they are and how important they are to the project is is valuable yeah, because that's one thing and i don't know i presume all ladies do this but you know we give them big speeches beforehand like we really engage and as a result we always you know we have a lot of goodwill and so people are willing to suffer for us a little bit not for us but for the art you know so you know look at the last three films we did if it's like joker irishman the five bloods they're all like major important social political movies at least part of that has to be that the realism the background the atmosphere 
really, really important. Oh, it's good, guys. No, really appreciate it. Very brass tacks and uh, and very real. And Kiko and I just rave about, you know, the first conversation we had with you, David and Jeremy, this has been so great adding your voice to the mix and talking about your relationship. I feel like it'd be great to close with our Abby Singer segment. You know, we've reached that point uh, in the conversation. Do you guys have a joint story that you want to talk about or one of you individually? Some sort of lesson learned. It could be funny. It could be serious. Just something that kind of captures the the unique culture of production? Well, I did one before, so how about you, Jeremy? Yeah, I, I was thinking about this and I did come up with one, um, which was, I did a Spielberg movie called Bridge of Spies and we shot in New York and then went to, to Germany and Poland. And we did a, a, a week in Poland where we recreated in this town, the building of the Berlin Wall. And myself and Trevor, the second second, both were goaded into dressing up in period costume to, uh, you know, be amongst it because at this point we had a, you know, a crew of Polish, German, American, British, you know, we just, it was, it was best for us to be amongst it. And it is something that we do. Um, and so I get to Poland on a, I think on a Saturday and I'm escorted into an extras tent where I am sat in a makeup chair and proceeded to have my beard shaved for the first time in like 10 years, I think. And, uh, walk out of that and, am, am you know, next go to costumes where I'm, um, you know, dressed, looking a little bit younger than I do with the beard. I was, you know, sort of dressed uh, in a, a nice felt cap and, you know, had a had a plaid coat on and, you know, and then uh, sent on my way. And so, you know, Monday morning, we've been up since three. We're, you know, we're on set uh, commanding, you know, getting hundreds of background ready. We're literally moving tanks and there's stuff going everywhere. And I'm standing there with a line of East German soldiers, having them put their arms out so that we can make sure that it's a uniform line. And I, I hear this voice behind me saying, what are you supposed to be? And I turn around and um, there's Steven Spielberg and looking at me kind of funny. And, you know, I just had a moment of what, what do I look like now? And said, I think I'm a student. And then, you know, went on with my, uh, went on with my job of, of shouting at these big, tall, you know, six foot dressed up, uh, you know, you know, with, uh, with all the, the webbing and whatnot, all these East German soldiers. <laughs> it was a, it was a fun week in, in Poland uh, dressed as my little, you know, my little, college student or whatever it was um but uh a very enjoyable moment and uh and one that I've, I've i've kept with me for a long time it's really incredible the directors that you've uh you know multiple films like spielberg and scorsese and inuritu there's like some major like really great work been, been very fortunate He's obviously, you're seeing the brains behind the operation. That's Jeremy Marks. I love it. You guys are both awesome. This has been such a fantastic conversation. Honestly, we could go on and on. We really appreciate all the insights and stories that you've shared. And we can't wait to get it out in the world and, and share it with our listeners. Thank you so much for your time, guys. Thanks again. It was so fun. Yeah, that was cool. Best of luck, guys. Bye. Bye, guys. And that's Taillights on another episode of Call Sheet. This show is brought to you by Elgin Entertainment. It's produced and hosted by Kiku Terasaki and me, Bryce Sirier, with support from our associate producer, Nathaniel Duber. I'm also the editor of the show, and our theme music is by Robert Mai. That concludes part two of our interview with David Webb and Jeremy Marks. We talked about casting and blocking background, the importance of experts and technical advisors on set, and overall, how the AD department contributes to authenticity in the filmmaking process. Thanks again, listeners, for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode and keep coming back for more. 
Thanks so much to everyone who's left us a review for the podcast. If you'd also like to rate and review the show, you can do it straight on your podcast app. Send us an email with your feedback or write a comment on one of our Instagram posts. If you've already done that, thank you. We invite you to share the podcast with a friend or colleague who you think would get something out of it. I also encourage you to check out our website for the latest content and news. That's callsheetshow.com. We hope you check it out. That's where you'll find all our back episodes and a list of show notes with helpful links to things our guests mention in each episode. You can also find them directly in your podcast app under this episode's description. Now, remember to stay tuned for new episodes of Call Sheet every Thursday morning. And in the meantime, good luck and go make it happen.